Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Oh yeah. Broadcasting live from the Joseph Network Studios in downtown Medina, Tennessee. It's that time of week again. It's time for the Josie Show. Bringing you the most exciting music news and guests from around the world. Right here on the Josie Show. Please make welcome the beautiful, talented, the lovely, America's radio sweetheart, Mrs. Josie Asentino Moon. Hello, 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 everyone, and happy Thursday to all of you out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Josie Show. We have a wonderful uh, show today. Um, My guest is Dr. Greg Kaysan, who is a psychologist for over 20 years with an expertise in cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, You may have seen him on Bravo TV. Uh, He was on there. Uh, We are bringing awareness to mental health and suicide prevention at this year's Josie Music Awards. And Dr. Greg Kaysan, he was kind enough to join me on so we can learn more on how we can help those that are are struggling. Uh, So, and to see signs. So we are going to put him on right now, Dr. Greg Kaysan. We are here with Dr. Greg Kaysan, who is a psychologist with over 20 years' experience with an expertise on cognitive behavioral therapy. Welcome to the Josie Show. Hey, great to be here. Thank you, Josie. Thank you so much for joining us. So to start off, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your private practice? Uh, my practice is in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I just see people one-on-one. I also teach over in the resident, psychiatric residency at UCLA. Um, and I do probably some people know I've done some media in the past. I was on a Bravo show and a, and a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, the bottom line about me, though, is I think I spent my years trying to get every type of mental health training as I went through and then finally winded up doing private practice in the end. But right. it was a great journey, so I had a little touch with everybody. Right. And how did you initially find your interest in psychology? Was this always something that you were interested in, or how did this come to be? The honest truth is it was always something I wanted to do. My parents mm-hmm. tried to dissuade me, thinking I was some kind of crazy person to watch TV mm-hmm. and say, that's what I wanted to do. They're like, no, that's an actor. Um, or that's a, you know, a comedian when I'd watch Bob Newhart. Mm-hmm. But the reality was that was what I wanted to do. I just wanted to talk with people and make them better. Um, if they laughed, great, but hopefully they got better along the way. Right, absolutely. And, you know, so as you know, so every year we dedicate our award show to a cause, charity, organization, or help bring awareness to something that is an important topic to us. And this year we're going to focus on mental health and suicide awareness. So I wanted to ask you some uh, some questions surrounding that, if I may. So can you tell us first how we might recognize someone who is struggling with mental health issues or maybe suicidal? Is there something that we should be looking for? That's a pretty good question because really it's change in behavior. Mm -hmm. that you have to pay attention to. So change in behavior could be like they start to worry about their, you know, the the pandemic actually has just made everything worse. This is going to all sound pretty familiar to probably a lot of people. Mm 
mm-hmm. but fear and worry about their own health issues. You know, are they getting sick? Are other people getting sick? What's going on? Changes in their sleep or eating patterns, difficulty sleeping or concentrating, worsening or chronic health problems, worsening mental health conditions. So you actually see, you know, they're reporting hearing things, seeing things, or believing things that they haven't before. Uh, increased drug alcohol use or um, starting to become fascinated with guns or collecting guns or buying guns. Um, all of these types of things can be actual signs that are well, problematic that you want to pay attention to. In addition to just feeling depressed, not enjoying things as much, sort of the classic signs of depression, irritability, anger, anxiety, shame or humiliation, mood swings. Mm-hmm. We see all of these things really that we have to pay attention to. Yeah, it's really quite a list. I mean, but the bottom line is really check, pay attention to change in behavior. They're acting differently than they used to talking differently, just in general different than they used to be, then that's something to pay attention to. Right. And if we do recognize that someone is having a problem or has said something about wanting to end their suffering or their life, what is the best thing that we can do to help our friend, family member, acquaintance? What can we do to help? Uh, Also a great question. The best thing you can do to help is to talk to another person. Say, hey, I've observed this. Tell me how you're feeling. So say what you observe and say, and ask them how they're feeling. Check in with them. Say, I'm here for you. Want to listen and talk. The worst thing you can do, actually, believe it or not, is mm-hmm. to ignore it, number one. Right. Uh, just say they'll be okay. It's just how they are. It's just everyone's under stress right now. That's true. Everyone is. Mm-hmm. But it's good to check in. And number two is to say, you know, you want to be specific about what's going on for them and say, hey, I've noticed, you know, you're not eating as much as you used to or you're eating a lot more than you used to. What's going on? Right. Just kind of check in with them in some different way. But the worst thing you can do is to also, the second worst thing you can do is to make a conclusion about what's going on. Mm -hmm. You're not eating as much as you used to. Are you depressed? That Mm, usually can push people away. Just really be very clear about what you're asking. Really listen to them. And if you do start to get hints where it does sound like they are um, going down the path of suicide, then it's actually very okay to actually ask them about their intentions and are they feeling like harming or hurting themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, killing themselves? Are they feeling tired of living, which Mm -hmm. is the most common thing people report. Just tired of living. Um, and really kind of check in. You could, it's okay to be very specific about suicide. That is one thing. It's really okay. Just don't make any big jumps um, right. about their diagnosis. Right, right. And, you know, for those that um, are listening, are there any helplines or anything that we can give on our program today to help someone who may be listening, who may be having some trouble? Uh, what what helpline do you think would be best? Well, there's the National Suicide Hotline. But yeah, National Suicide Hotline, but just basically about any hotline that you call will be very helpful. By the way, the National Suicide Hotline does have a website, which is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And they're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I actually tell clients uh, they're there even Christmas Day. And that is 1-800-273-8255. Now, there is a group of people that are, go- are very highly uh, affected by suicide. Uh, their suicide rates are consistently higher than other people. 
that's the LGBTQIA population. Right. The um, so that that population often sees a three to four times increase of the general population. Mm-hmm. So their suicide rates tend to go up. For that group, they can call the National Suicide Hotline. Often, what they do is will um, connect them through to what's called the Trevor Project. But the Trevor Project mm-hmm. is eight six six. Four eight eight seven three eight six, and those both are great uh, tools to call. And you can call either one. They there's no discrimination. You can call either one. They're both trained suicide prevention mm-hmm. professionals. One thing about suicide is people don't know that it's okay to just be there and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the bottom line is, if you give some pl- somebody a place to talk, they're going to get better. Absolutely, I think I think that's the big yeah. problem for sure. Is you know people aren't talking about it. You know that's one of the main reasons why we decided to do this at the Josie Music Awards is to give it a platform because there's so many people out there who are suffering and you don't even know it. You know what I mean? And and you know if we could help just that one person, then I feel like you know what I mean. So I, so we really appreciate you you know giving us insight and you know it, it it's it's something because if someone is struggling and they're underage you know the parents can get you know the child some treatment in most cases but what do we do when an adult needs help or you have an adult's age son or daughter and they refuse help is there anything that a parent can do because that could be such a helpless feeling you know what i mean Terribly helpless feeling. You're right. You can take a child in if, you, if the child is under 18. Right, um, right. But you have to, but you can't. You can leave a horse to water, so to speak. But it's yeah. difficult to make them drink. And one thing about suicide, it is sometimes you have to be a bit persistent and stay with them and give them opportunities for help. Don't just consider it a one-shot deal. Because mm-hmm. if somebody is, is very serious, um, then you have to be very persistent. If you do believe somebody is imminent, though, I will tell you, Josie, it's okay to consider 911 as a possibility. I would not want someone to think that they personally to um, do something about it. The the reality is, is that they are probably, they can help, but they're not responsible, and they do want to get a professional on it. A lot of people will think that they have to, you know, sort of be the one to help things or that they personally can't do anything, so they step aside. Really, you've got to consider yourself just one member in the village that's helping this person or your point of life that's helping this person, but you're a significant one. You're the closest one at that moment. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you have to do what you have at that moment and um, just to help the person. And, you know, as a large group at this award show this year, what is the best thing that you think we can do to be of some real help on top of just bringing awareness? I mean, is there is there anything else that we should be doing? Uh, you know, I want to say there are two big things uh, mm-hmm. for all of us to do. One is to have an open dialogue about this and talk about it mm-hmm. and to talk about the last 15 months that we've just been through with the pandemic mm-hmm. and to talk about the transition to real life, if you will. And even if things are real life and back to normal for the person, that doesn't mean their head is back to normal. And so we, we really do want to check in with people, maybe that even haven't talked about these things before. If they have talked about these things before, chances are they're thinking about these things now. If they've done something in the past, they might be considering it now. So we need to be aware of these things from the past. Um, and the, just to, I think all of us need to check in as human beings. 
we need to look at um, we need to look at each other and sort of realize that we all just went through a very tough time. And although we can act like we're back to normal, we do all have a collective trauma that we all just experienced. Mm-hmm. If we join hands, we'll get through this even better, even stronger. But if we uh, remain surly, if we're mad at people on the airlines, if we're yelling mm-hmm. at people, if we're having food problems, mm-hmm. maybe the problem is us. Right. Um, then we need to. Then we need to kind of. We might need to seek a mental health professional mm-hmm. and just say, "Hey, you know, I'm 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 suffering a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. I need a little help." And there are plenty of resources all around the nation that are that are popping up that are helpful right now. And there's there like you said, there's so many resources. You know, even the two that we announced here on the on the Josie show. But you know, of course, of course, you know, just do your research. Please reach out to somebody. It's so important. Dr. Greg Kason, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Josie Show to help explain this a little bit better to all of us. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I wish you all the best. I'm glad you're highlighting this extremely important topic. Oh, of course. Thank you so, so much. It was an honor to be able to take some time to chat with Dr. Greg Kason, who really gave us, us a deep insight of what we can do to help and and who we can contact. And uh, please make sure uh, to check out all of those um, great hotlines. If you're having a problem, make sure you check out those hotlines that he uh, mentioned. And also at the Josie Music Awards, we're going to have uh, some things there as well. So, um, but I want to thank you all so much for tuning in today to this special Josie show and I hope you guys have a great rest of your night and we will see y'all again next week Mwah. good night <laughs> the Josie show is copyrighted property of the Josie network of brands it may not be duplicated altered or edited sold or aired without written consent from the Josie show owners any copyright infringement of the Josie show will be subject to legal actions